Hey, welcome to another edition of Frisky Heroes Podcast, where we spotlight the great works Frisky do every day and give them a voice to tell their story of how they make their communities better. And today we get to talk to Serenda Labou from Hope Harbor in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, she is a Frisky friend and provides lots of services to uh, the Frisky Nation here. So how are you doing, Miss Serenda? I'm doing well. Thank you, Mike. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And we just kind of got done talking about all the different services you provide. And there are a ton of them. And so a lot of these uh, services every school needs or every school can use in some way. Uh, but before we jump into that, can you just kind of tell them a little bit about you and where you work and kind of what you do at Hope Sure. Harbor? Yes. So my title at Hope Harbor is the Systems Advocacy Specialist. A lot of people do not know what that means. So I work with any and all systems that victims and survivors of sexual abuse will come into contact with. So that could be the medical system when they are going to get a sexual assault forensic exam. It could be the criminal justice system, which when they want to report or ways that they can resolve the issue. It's also with the education system. I work with violence prevention programming. I am a certified violence prevention instructor and I've been at Hope Harbor for five years. My background and passion is criminology. And so I received my graduate degree um, in criminology in 2013 and worked as a freelance criminologist, mostly doing uh, writing for peer-reviewed articles, and then research is my passion. And so I always have at least 25 tabs open on my browser because I'm always looking you know, to learn new things. And so um, I think I said I've been there five years. So, well, excellent. As a former detective, I've, we've dealt with Hope Harbor a lot when we we had uh, victims of sexual assault, but really uh, we hadn't seen the training side of thing. How long has the training side of Hope Harbor been a part of that? We have been heavily in that since 2016, when the Sexual Assault Forensic Evidence Act passed. And so that made a new requirement that if you are going to be investigating sex crimes, you have to receive the 40-hour certified training from DOCJT. And they invited us to come in and talk about that advocacy portion. And then I do help see uh, or do help with oversight of our programs. And so whether it be the Prison Rape Elimination Act or whether it be working with the new DOCJT training requirements, I help to make sure officers have all that information so they're not having to dig and look around for it. We've seen a lot of new um, elements of sex crimes even in just the last two years. So I keep those element charts updated and sent out to them because again, this is a lot of information and I think they need someone who kind of compiles that and provides it to them. It just makes everyone's job easier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you investigate the sex crimes, it's, it's always, uh, it's, you have to have some type of chart usually to figure out, you know, what, what charge uh, really is for each type and depending on someone's age or their relationship. So definitely something that I know law enforcement really appreciates. Uh, but I know you, you work a lot in the schools as well and specifically some schools here in Warren County. Can you kind of talk about what you're doing right now and, and how you're helping these schools and who you help? Yes. So we have partnerships with numerous schools in our 10 county region. We serve the same 10 counties that's in the Barron River Area Development District. 
But today, I really wanted to talk about the collaboration that we have with Warren East High School and Angie Smith, the Frisky there, on our Green Dot Violence Prevention Program that we do with high school students. And then also Gina Powell at South Warren, that Frisky, because she works to make sure that their students are getting other types of education programs that we also provide. And we um, have programs available for every you know, county in our region. However, those are ones that we have had the ongoing relationship for numerous years now. And we have really been able to, through trial and error, figure out the best way for the students and the staff for us to be partnering with the Friskies and what information they want us to bring, what information students are talking about, they may hear terms, we don't, you know, may not know the meaning. And so we get, you know, behind the scenes and check that out and get resources sent out to them and just any way that they need assistance. So those are the two schools that we work with very heavily in Warren County. Excellent. And what are some of the specific programs that you, you work with them? So with Green Dot, we have actually been doing that at Warren East High School now for 10 years. So Green Dot Violence Prevention Program is the only comprehensive program in the state that is based on evidence. So we are actually doing a research portion to that. We survey students before they go through an overview and a training, and then we survey them after. And we wait about four to six weeks to kind of see um, how much they're engaging. And so Warren East was actually a pilot school in that study going on, I think, 11 years ago now. And so Angie has been involved with that since day one. And that alone gives her one of the most unique perspectives in the state as a Frisky, because without Friskies, we would not be able to implement these programs. They require us to schedule with teachers and to find out what classes are going to be kind of the best to hit the population that we are wanting to with the certain topic that we're covering and as well as making sure that we have all of our bases covered on what we need to enter the schools. And without the Frisky working to make sure that we have a relationship with those teachers and with that administration, we would kind of just be, you know, another agency knocking on the school's door. But Angie has provided us with that in for such a long time that we can really reach out to her and try new um, ways and try new initiatives that we just don't see in other areas of the state. Excellent. So if, if there's another school in your 10 uh, county district who's looking or is interested in the green dot, what can they expect as far as uh, how does that program actually work? So, well, for one, the program is free, and I think that is important to mention because a lot of people do not know that all of our services at Hope Harbor are free. And so we have uh, numerous ways to contact us through our website, and they could just give us a call or email us wanting more information. We have packets that we already have set up, whether that is for administration or whether it's for staff. And we send that information out and set up a meeting to talk about what the Green Dot program covers. It is designed to present an overview for every student in the school. And so it's something that is for all students in the high school, not just particular grades. And once all the students have been given an overview, then we ask students and teachers and staff to identify popular opinion leaders. 
that sounds like the popular kids, but it's not. It is the, um, I'm not, we can all think back to times in school to where we had the one friend who influenced us. Mm -hmm. If the one friend did something, we did it. If they wore it, we wore it. And so we really rely on the students and the staff to pick those students out because if we can get them on board with our program and we can get them doing green dots, which are positive words, actions, and behaviors that send the message that violence is not okay and that's not what we do here, then we will stop red dots, which are harmful actions, words, or behaviors from getting on our school map. And that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to stop any cases of bullying, sexual violence, dating violence. That's what the program focuses on. We want any of those um, situations to stop. Or if they're happening, we want them to be called out and to let everyone know this is not a school that supports a culture of violence. Excellent, excellent. I really like the idea of kind of figuring out not who the most popular kids are, but the ones who have the most influence in the school. It's a, it's a very good uh, tactic. So with the Green Dot, uh, it's not the only thing you all do. You all have all sorts of different uh, trainings, which you mentioned is the right price, which is free. Uh, and what's, what are some of the other trainings that you have? We cover numerous topics ranging from body safety, which is uh, primarily for preschool age up through third and fourth grade students. And so that is done with a friend called Terry Turtle. And Terry talks about how he wears a helmet when he rides his bike and how he wears a seatbelt when he rides in the car. And so he also talks about how if anyone tries to touch his private areas, then he would tell an adult and go to a trusted adult and who those trusted adults are. We also cover um, different types of internet safety. This can be for parents as well as for students. One of our most popular programs is called What App Is That? And so we talk about ways uh, once the student identifies the app, because as you know, they know what all the apps are. Yes, once they, they, do. they do. And once they identify those, we ask them, um, questions about their safety. Like, well, do you think it's okay to share your birth date? And let them answer how they would without being influenced. And then we can kind of gauge where they are. And most of the time, they, you know, do not realize the information that they are sharing does make them vulnerable um, to internet crimes. And so just kind of engaging them from a way that we're not talking at them, we're talking with them because so many of them just do not know, you know, the risk that are out there. My stepson is 17 and I've been working on this with him, you know, since he was probably 10 years old. And so it's ever changing. And so we try to keep up with the times as well. We also, this past year at Warren East High School did something very unique with our programming. And we had teachers and students wanting more information on sexual harassment. So we designed a program uh, called Bye Felicia and other things to say <laughs> <laughs> about sexual harassment. And it was very interesting because we found that there is a fine line for that age of students between sexual harassment and sexual assault. And that's very concerning, but it's also the way they are focusing on the language. They may be uncomfortable naming something as sexual assault because Again, you know, we know that can come with stigma and we know that it's a scary thing to sometimes talk about. And then we focus heavily on healthy relationships. 
And so, um, so many times I think, you know, through high school, I could have profusely benefited from what healthy relationships look like versus toxic relationships. And that is a program that is becoming more and more popular among high school students and with middle school students. And uh, Gina and Angie have had us in their schools doing that program for years now. And so that's been very wonderful because again, we don't really offer teens a chance, you know, to say, well, you know, if someone texts you 30 times after, after school, is that healthy? Well, it depends, you know, maybe their relationship, it is normal for them to text 30 times, but for my stepson, it made him very uncomfortable. It made him feel as though he had to constantly check in with his partner and that's not healthy. You know, that's not what healthy love and, and relationship look like. So that's an, that's also a program that we offer regularly. Awesome. I mean, it sounds like you have a, a big, uh, bag of, of training to offer people. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, if someone's outside the 10 County region is the green dot, training or these other types of trainings, are they available through maybe one of their local uh, groups that, that trains the same thing that you do, but just for a different area or are the trainings that you all have specific to Hope Harbor? All of the education programming and green dot programs are available to any school in our state. And so our state has a coalition that is called the Kentucky Association for Sexual Assault Programs based out of Frankfurt, and they have a designated sexual trauma recovery center like Hope Harbor in every single county in the state. So there's 13 centers total. And we serve 10 counties. Some centers serve seven counties. Some may serve five, depending on their size. But you can go to ksap.org, and you can put in your county, and it will show you the contact information for your local sexual trauma recovery center. Everyone has educators that are dedicated to doing uh, programming in public schools, similar to what I do. They also, uh, most of them have volunteer programs, other ways to get involved. And so you may be able to go to their website and find that out or give them a phone call and request that information. But I am always encouraging anyone that I meet around the state if they have issues about sex trafficking, for example, because that's been something that's, you know, been in the news a lot recently. And those are also services, you know, that we offer uh, to help those individuals. And I think we don't often um, think about these for free and local resources mm -hmm. just because we haven't maybe used them before or, you know, we haven't necessarily tied that type of programming to that service. Yeah, definitely. If, if someone does want to kind of find out more about all the different types of trainings that you have, you, uh, Hope Harbor offers, is are all the different trainings listed on your website? Yes. So individually, they, they can know I've got these, this group of trainings that I can, I can access. Yes. Now with the education programs, again, because we do have so many different ones, they may not be listed in their entirety, but the contact information and the request form is online. And so if someone wants to do something similar to what Ms. Smith at Warren East did this last year and go ahead and, and do a program just for 
say sexual harassment, or maybe a school wants to do a program to teach students what sex trafficking is, then that is something you can put on our request form. And staffers like myself that work directly with victims of sex trafficking will be the ones getting together with those educators, you know, on that material just to make sure if it's a new presentation that we're writing, that it is all evidence-based and accurate and factual. Excellent. Quite a resource for our, our friskies out there. Uh, appreciate everything you're doing for our community and the, the victims that, that you deal with. Uh, I'll kind of uh, turn it over to you if you want to put anything else out there or talk to anything about the friskies and, and how it has been to uh, work with them. Yes. So working with the friskies in the schools is something that was new to me until, well, late 2017. And so coming from a background in crime, corrections, penology, victimology even, um, I had not had a lot of experience with our schools. And though I've always liked teenagers and I have kids, I didn't really see myself in the classroom doing these programs. But then when I met with the different Friskies before I actually went live in the classroom, it just made me so much more excited to do it. And it kind of got rid of all those second guesses that I had in my mind because when to hear the way to hear their stories of talking with students and the impact that they're making, it's, it's just so motivating to get in the classroom. And I know that when I was in school, there were some services that I did not need from the Family Resource Center. However, I always needed someone that I could go confide in and, and talk to about a problem. And through that, we were able to create a safe space at Warren East High School, just because Ms. Smith, you know, said that students may be overwhelmed with testing. They may have gotten into an argument with friends. We see so many things, as you know, Mike, shared online that now spill over into the school. And that, you know, you may start school at 735 and there's a big issue that's carried over from the night before and staff, they're trying to do damage control. And so many of those teachers and administration go to the Friskies for resources and information. And that was, that was really powerful to me because it's kind of like we see law enforcement at times, right? We act like they are a social worker and caretaker and transporter all at the same time, but that's not really the role that they stepped into. And that's what I feel the Friskies do that I work with. They always go above and beyond any of what their job description actually says. And so with Green Dot, we have to coordinate off-campus field trips so that we can take students somewhere outside of school just to make it a little bit more fun for them. And without our Frisky support, we would not be able to get permission slips to those parents. Uh, we are not school staff at Hope Harbor. And so while we are definitely treated like we're school staff when we're in the schools, we realize that there is a line in confidentiality because we do not need to obtain student addresses, for example. Why would I need to have their personal addresses when I'm not school personnel? And so we appreciate, you know, the Friskies being the ones to bring that to our, you know, attention. I'm an adult that works at a sexual trauma recovery center. So I see myself as one of the safest adults you could ever be around with a child, right? Um, however, the Friskies are the first ones to say, well, even though we may trust you, you know, 
first and foremost, we're taking care of our students and no one's getting their addresses and personal information. And so without them uh, doing that for us and collaborating that, we would not be able to send out permission slips. We would not be able, you know, to really engage students because they are minors and we do need that uh, parent support. And then a few years ago, Angie Smith at Warren East just saw the increased participation and growth of the Green Dot initiative there and wanted to start a Green Dot Club because a student came to her and, and asked if they could. They wanted more out of class Green Dot time. And so um, Angie is very busy. She also does their leadership council there at Warren East and she just knew what it meant to the students. And so she agreed to be that faculty member um, that would be responsible for ensuring all things in the Green Dot Club went well. And we are the second largest, if not the largest, I honestly cannot remember. But it is very interesting to have 150 students in a club meeting at one time. And again, those are things that just would not be possible without that frisky support. So with the Department of Education, with our planning committees, when we are talking about these programs are going to be effective and if they're going to be engaging, it is just a conversation that we cannot have without that frisky involvement because we just know that going about it without frisky support is not going to be as effective as we have seen Angie and Gina do it. So, you know, it, it's a proven method that we at Hope Harbor, we know it works and we know that it makes all of us better and it helps us help the kids much more. Well, Ms. Labu, I do appreciate your, your time today and the resources that are available. I know all the Friskies, especially uh, with the budgets right now, are looking for as much as they can get uh, for that magic price point. Uh, so again, I thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you, Mike. You have a great day.